And we are back. That's right, back again for another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. And as always, rocking with you. It's your main man for Ross in the building. And I got with me my brother, my partner in crime, co to the CEO, Stir Fry Ty. How are we feeling today, Tyler? I'm feeling good, man. Good as always. Good to be on wax once again. How are you feeling, my brother, my dog, my co-host for Ross? Glad to hear that. And I'm good, man. Can't complain. You know what I'm saying? Been eating good, if y'all couldn't tell by the video footage. You know what I'm saying? Out in the States of the fan for a little bit. So feeling good. Feeling good. Bringing y'all this episode from the O. You know what I'm saying? But with that being said, though, we got a jam-packed episode up for y'all today. Episode 101. You know what I'm saying? This is the first episode for us into the new Centurion. You know? Let's go. And we got a good one. Bucks winning the quietest 16 in a row you've ever seen. KD impressing early in Phoenix. NBA scoring at all-time high and more. Keep it locked. It's the plug. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. There's so much going on in the association right now. You know what I mean? It's the busiest time of year. Trade deadline just finished up. NBA All-Star weekend is over. Teams making that final push for the playoffs. You know what I mean? Everyone with their hopes high and eyes set on winning an NBA championship there's just so much going on. There's some good stories. There's some sad stories. There's some stories that are just downright bad. And as you know, we can always get into it on the plug. But starting off, man, none other than the Milwaukee Bucks. You know what I'm saying? Ty, break it down for us how the Milwaukee Bucks have won 16 of the quietest 16 in a row. I've never seen a win streak so quiet before like this in my entire As- life. Facts. They peek, you got peek through the woods to see this one, and you see the antlers sticking out. That's the Bucks just sneaking up on the Eastern Conference. They went from like the three seed to the one seed in a matter of weeks. I mean, they got the best player in the world. Y'all already knew that. Moving up the MVP ladder as we speak. Yeah. Chris Middleton supposed to be the number two. He's missing time. It doesn't even matter because Drew Holiday said, "I'm that dude." I know it's been 12 years since I've been in an All Star game, but let's turn the clock back. He's on his Benjamin Button and Brooke Lopez. We got to give some <laughs> love to the former Brooklyn Net, New Jersey's finest. That's doing his thing. The real glue guy. It's crazy how he's 32, 33 now, but he can still have such a big presence at the rim. He can still redefine his game in the latter stage, hitting threes, Splash Mountain. <laughs> averaging the most points since he was a Brooklyn net. This team is getting hot and at the right time. About 18 games left, and they got the league on lock right now. You said it. You know what I'm saying? Them boys over in Milwaukee, that gorilla-type warfare right now. You know what I mean? They're lurking, like Ty said. You look through the bushes, you see some antlers sticking through. Great, great commentary. You know what I'm saying? I love that. You didn't expect nothing from them. I mean, they got Giannis, but they still got you by surprise. You know what I'm saying? So big shouts out to the Milwaukee Bucks. Ty touched on all the great points. I mean, big shouts out Drew Holiday. Even bigger shouts out Brooke Lopez. I think outside of Giannis, he's undoubtedly that glue guy, a guy who can rebound. But I mean, his big focus is not rebounding with this team the big focus that he does with this squad is spread the floor at the five position like you said splash mountain shooting it playing great defense high basketball IQ, rebounding being a big body in the post when you need him you know what i mean he's a perfect compliment to Giannis's four because you know Giannis is so dominant he doesn't need a uh DeAndre Ayton or another DeAndre, DeAndre Jordan in the post or in the paint, you know what I'm saying, clocking up space. He needs a Brooke Lopez out in the corner, spotting up, splashing threes. You know, big shouts out, Brooke. I think you mentioned he is this glue guy without a cat like Brooke on this squad, without a guy like 
Drew Holiday on this squad. You don't see this Bucks team. You don't see Giannis achieving his full potential. That's facts, man. And for the quiet favorites out east, because that's what they are, they should be title favorites. This 16 in a row is just a sneak preview. I mean, Giannis, clear number one, in my opinion. I know people like Jokic, and we'll get into him a little bit later. But, yo, how could they not be favorites? Another quietly good part of this team is their coach, Mike Budenholzer. I think you remember what he did with Atlanta. A bunch of no-names, Kyle Corbett, Al Horford, Jeff T get the one. And he made those guys a number one seed in the East. What he's been able to get out of Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, all just giving you that Pat Riley 1% better season, it, it's, it doesn't yeah. go doesn't get talked about enough. Ty, great comp, you know what I mean? Making that Atlanta squad, which again, I mean, for the most part, where they were and what they were able to accomplish, it was with a squad of nobodies and turned them into a four all-star team. First in the East, it was an East where LeBron James was still there. You know, so big shouts out to Mike. I know Jason Kidd is punching the air right now. I mean, he's got a good situation <laughs> in Dallas, but he's like, damn it, I wasn't able to do with these cats. This guy, Mike Budenholzer, Budenholzer has been able to do. So big shouts out to Mike. You know, he's a great coach, uh, not only about just running his offense and running his system and running his schemes, but, you know what I'm saying, recognizing on the floor when it comes time to just let your star player take over, being able to get the best out of his guys, and just being an overall positive presence in the locker room for this Milwaukee Bucks franchise. And we're going to take it from one generational talent to another because we got to talk about the Slim Reaper, KD, impressing early in Phoenix. We all saw the debut, 23 points in 27 minutes for KD in game one. He's now doing game two as we speak down there, taking on yep. the Chicago Bulls. Bro, we got to talk about KD. We knew it was going to be good. It looks great on paper. But how was it going to look on the court? Early results are in and his Flying colors they're passing with because in both halves, Durant played stretches with four bench players, and both times the score went from close to double digit Phoenix lead. <laughs> no coincidence oh, yeah. there. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be able to see a new side of Kevin Durant's game. I mean, something that, no, I wouldn't say completely new, but something we were able to see with Golden State. Kevin Durant's going to be facilitating the rock a lot more. You know, he's going to be getting doubled a lot less. You got guys who can score the pill. You know what I mean? And so it's just, I think that Kevin Durant, he has no choice but to hoop because we know what we're going to get from him. That injury wasn't that serious. And you have guys who, again, without him have reached kind of that platform. They weren't able to kind of get over the hump. So, I mean, you mentioned it, the results so far and then the results look good. I mean, I don't expect them to beat a, a sound squad like the Chicago Bulls. You know, in this next game? No, nah, I'm kidding. They're playing the Bulls right now. You know what I mean? So big shouts out my guys. I still want to pull out the dub. But nah. This Phoenix team is looking good. If y'all didn't catch that Phoenix Suns special, I suggest you guys tune in. But everything we said in there is coming to life, you know? And one thing that you said in there was talking about the big DeAndre Ayton. I mean, this is the best big KD's gotten to play with since Serge Ibaka back in the prime down in OKC. That's going to be a big factor. Anytime this offense stalls out so far... It's like there's a realization on the court like, oh, yeah, we got KD now. <laughs> they yeah, just find yeah. him on the wing and his two points. Yeah, seriously, seriously. It's something that has already helped their offense out tremendously, something that's already boosting the confidence of the rest of those guys. You mentioned they've got a skilled center and eight and a guy who can, you know, respectfully get his own night in and night out. This is not big perk. 
All right, this is not Kendrick Perkins right now. So Kevin Durant's got some some skilled teammate, a skilled teammate in the front court with him. Josh Okogi has been showing signs as well yeah. in his time so far since Kevin Durant has joined the squad. So I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I just want to see good basketball being played at this point, you know. Yeah, and we're getting it down in Phoenix, man. Those games have been fun to watch. They haven't played anyone too good. No disrespect. No disrespect. But we're going to see when they get true tested. I'm taking a disrespect. 18 games left. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm taking a disrespect. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Sorry to cut you off, brother. Yeah, no worries. 18 games left till the playoffs. We're going to see if they can get right. Next up on this list, man, you guys already know the theory you guys already know what the claims are around the nba scoring is at an all-time high man and you look at the numbers you look at the points per game on average around the league you know you're inclined to believe these guys man everybody's got their own theory as to why scoring has gone up you know what i'm saying some say it's the three-pointer some say it's the faster pace of the game why don't y'all check out this clip and f- hear out how Steve Clifford feels about the scoring boom. Was we just play better offensive players, play less size, more skill, more shot making, more shot creation. It used to be even six, seven years ago, the differences in offense within the league was dramatic. If you played a Pops team was a lot different than Doc's team or Spo's team. And now, to be honest, everybody plays pretty much the same way. Bro, this is facts. I didn't think about this that way. Shout out Steve Clifford, head coach of the Charlotte Hornets. But NBA teams really used to run out their three PJ Tuckers. Yeah, <laughs> there used yeah, to be a true. place in this league for Andre Roberson. That is no longer the case. Guys that just play defense that can't shoot, they don't have a, a spot in this league anymore. Funny that you mentioned that because, you know, both Andre Roberson, another cat, Thalbo Sevalosha, both three and D guys who really had no real careers in the NBA or should I say wouldn't have real careers in the NBA today, you know? But with all that being said, they were on Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook's playoff teams. The game has evolved. The game has developed. There's no doubt about it. You know what I mean? Um, if you look at some of the teams, the only teams that really play the same way that they have consistently throughout time, San Antonio Spurs, Golden State Warriors. Both champions, both have won championships in the last decade. Uh, Golden State Warriors, perennial championships in this new era, new style of fast-paced, scaled ball playing. All right, let me let me just restate that because big pause. Fast-paced, highly skilled, high-efficiency shooting. Man, you love to see it. And the reason why they're so successful and why their styles have not changed is because they were ahead of the curb. As Steve Facts. Clifford mentioned, which you know you had said a little bit earlier. Great point from his behalf. Everybody kind of plays the same. Does that speak to a lack of development in the game? Or does that speak into a super development where everyone realizes, wait a minute, this is the winning style. This is the formula. This is the mathematics. Now let me try and replicate this equation for myself. Yeah, that's what it is. And I think people realize it didn't matter if you were throwing out three Scotty Pippins. You're not going <laughs> to stop these guys. <laughs> You're not stopping Kevin Durant. You're not stopping... LeBron James, you got to try to outscore them and take your risk where you can. Go for steals, doubles to try to force turnovers. So, yeah, you're right. The game has changed, but we haven't heard it packaged that way in terms of the reason that it's changing is the lineups have changed so much. So um, I think that was, like you said, a good take from head coach Steve Clifford. No wonder he's a head coach. (laughs) It's like he knows what he's doing or something. It's like he's a professional, you know? 
Uh, big shots out Steve Clifford. If only he could get the Hornets to play some winning basketball. You know, we're going to get on that a little bit earlier. Part of that is injury. But moving away to another Eastern Conference franchise, one that's near and dear to my brother Tyler's heart, none other than the New York Knicks. Yes, sir. And after years and years of pummeling trash cans over the face of Knicks fans, ESPN <laughs> are taking in this historic and, and tragic event. I'm seeing a little changing in the tone. Okay, ESPN has been riding the jockstrap of the New York Knicks. Here it is, <laughs> the latest from Zach Lowe, one of the ESPN's analysts. I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe it. It's coming together for the Knicks. They are rock solid, one to nine, and they can go ten deep if they need to. They know exactly who they are, what their identity is, what everyone's role is. And I also don't think they'll fall into the trap they did two years ago against Atlanta in the playoffs, where it's just Julius Randle isolating and just praying that they can make mm -hmm. something happen. Not with Jalen Brunson there. They have too many options now, and they just feel like a team to me that's clicking, that knows exactly who they are and what they want to get out of every possession. And don't look now. They're only two games behind Cleveland for number four. And right now they have the head-to-head -head tiebreaker over Cleveland. They have a chance to clinch it later. Don't sleep on the Knicks. They're pretty damn good. That's right. Y'all heard it. Don't sleep on the Knicks. The five seed in the Eastern Conference. And is that... Do I smell a second round exit? Let's go. We might <laughs> just be there. <laughs> After years of mocking, years of the key, key, key jokes, it's time for Knicks fans to have a little fun and laugh at y'all. <laughs> oh, man, that's amazing that you said that, Ty. I'm glad that you feel that way. I'm glad that he feels that way. You know, I think the thing that resonated with me the most was the fact how he started off. I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe he's saying it either. The Knicks are absolutely terrible. No, nah, no, nah, I'm kidding. Listen, that's what you're used to hearing, man, but you got to give a big, big shouts out to the New York Knicks. You know what I'm saying? Big shouts out Jalen Brunson. Big shouts out Julius Randle. Shoot, big shouts out one through nine, even one through ten if he plays if they have to. Tom Thibodeau, man, former Chicago Bull coach. We know what we're getting from him. And his system is finally working. You know, we knew he's stubborn. We knew he's hard-headed, sometimes kind of Xing some of those young guys out turning them away from the game of basketball altogether. But, man, he's doing something special with this group. And I think if there's one group or set of people right now who deserve some love, deserve some credit, it's New York management up top, man. They've been so terrible for so long. They said, you know what? We know what we got. We're going to try and improve. We're going to try and break the bank. We're going to try and get another Carmelo Anthony. But we're going to try and build on what we got. The right way, the slow way, because at the end of the day, man, there is no makeup for hard work, man. You just got to go through those bad days. You got to go through that grind, man. And once you go through the grind, you see the results, man. Big shouts out to New York Knicks. Big Looking like how my Chicago facts. Bulls should look. <laughs> <laughs> and in the wise words of Jay-Z, shout out to World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. That's our GM, and the president, Leon Rose, deserves a shout, too, because what they've done, turning these second-round picks, these undrafted guys into rotation pieces, turning free agents that everyone's saying is overrated into all-stars or all-star caliber players, man, they're turning water to wine out here in New York. Jalen Brunson, player of the month, Julius Randle could make his second all-NBA team. Emmanuel quickly <laughs> could win sixth man of the year. He's my pick, even though Malcolm Brogdon deserves some love. We got Evan Fournier as that 10th man that doesn't play. That's where we're at right now. And it's not like we have the upper end talent of some of the greats in this league right now, right? We don't have Giannis coming out that tunnel. We don't have KD coming out that tunnel. 
but we got a gritty group. Okay, Josh Hart embodies that more than anyone. We got guys that get after it, like Mitchell Robinson, best center in New York. That's what he said, not me. So <laughs> I like this squad. This is a team I'm enjoying watch, which is weird for me to say, because I got PTSD from watching the lineups they put out there five, six, seven years ago. Oh, my gosh, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, Andrea yeah. Bargnani, Raymond Felton, Pablo Prigioni. Bro, it was bad. Who's that cat that they used to play at the two, man? Is it Fields, Landry Fields? Landry Fields. Oh, my God. Y'all cats like him out there, bro, playing Our two guards minutes. was coming from Harvard. That's not a good thing. Nah, nah. Y'all had Jeremy Lin coming out of nowhere. I mean, don't get me wrong. Jeremy Lin, in, thought, in theory, was like, okay, he's Lin Sanity. He ended up, that ended up happening. But like you said, he was coming out of Harvard. Like, on paper, he should not have been there. Like, that was not a good look. You know, so like you said, you know, the the Knicks are poised right now to make their deepest playoff run in over two decades. That's right. Two decades. And what a long two decades they have been for Knicks fans. Ty can attest to that. But they look like the truth right now. Like you mentioned, they don't got a Giannis. They don't got a KD. They don't got a baby Braun. They don't got a regular Braun coming out the tunnel. Right. But at the same time, we all know where this squad is. And I think uh, our boy in the previous clip mentioned it perfectly, man. This team knows who they are. And, man, you got to know yourself to know your worth. And you start doing things outside of your scope and outside of your ability and outside of what got you there in the first place, then you're going to start failing. We saw that two years ago with the Knicks. Man, I don't think we're going to see it this year. We don't expect them to make a championship run, but they are a very strong five seed who I see make, poised to make a deep second-round exit. Wouldn't be surprised whoever they play take that to six, seven games. Uh, yeah. And now they're queued up for free agency in the upcoming offseason. So this that's what this Knicks team has been trying to do for so long. Be good enough with the pieces that they have. Make the playoffs the pieces that they have. But they can, you know, attract some of that upper level, some of that upper echelon talent. And I think there's a Kyrie in knocking. There's a couple cats with some free agency coming up. So, listen, the Knicks have set themselves up perfectly. Yeah, and they're on a collision course to meet the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first round. I mean, I, I know it's early. There's still 18 games. A lot could happen. But like Zach Lowe mentioned in that clip, only two games back of them in the four seed. Could be a game and a half at this point. How interesting would it be <laughs> to see Donovan Mitchell, the guy that was leading the headlines throughout the offseason with the Knicks rumored to be in the mix for him, with his new team facing off against the New York Knicks in a playoff series, that would be insane. It would be. I mean, there's a lot of guys. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is one that comes to name. I don't care what your needs are as a team, right? I don't care what it is. Anytime you have the opportunity to sign a Donovan Mitchell, you try and go for it, right? So like you said, if the Knicks can impress at a potential, a score who can score potentially 71 points, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? The guy has done it before. Yeah, that Knicks team looks a lot better. I don't care if they need a one or if they need a bigger guard to go alongside Brunson or if they need a, a, a three to be their star. Nah, you get a Donovan Mitchell, this New York Knicks team looks solid, right? But let's not go too crazy on the New York Knicks. They still got a lot of things that they can improve on, as my brother here will be the first to mention. So shouts out to the Knicks, man. Glad to see where they're at and uh, excited to see where their future is headed, you know? Uh, speaking of a team that has really not had the best luck as a late, I mean, in general, really, we're talking about those Los Angeles Clippers, man. And uh, not too long ago, we heard from our boy, Paul George, 
speak on one Russell Westbrook, how at the end of the day, this is a guy we need on our team, a guy that's going to help us win games. Tyler, why don't you update us on that whole Clippers situation right now? <laughs> yeah, well, we're four games later and there, four losses later, and that comment from Paul George hasn't aged pretty well. Because not only has Russell led the <laughs> Clippers to four straight losses, despite Paul George playing well, point forward, despite Kawhi Leonard in the best scoring streak of the season. The Russell Westbrook effect is taking center stage right now. He's lost his last 11 games as a starter. That's not a coincidence, guys. I don't know why the Los Angeles Clippers thought they could fix him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, he got a lot of support from Paul George. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, for that deal to take place, he had to have a lot of support from Kawhi Leonard. I mean, don't get me wrong. The loss last night to the Golden State Warriors, I'm not putting that all on Russell Westbrook. Didn't have a good game by any stretch of the means. Eight, 8.6 assists, right? No rebounds. But no one really played great from the squad. Kawhi Leonard's the only one, 21.7 rebounds, which is not great for Kawhi. Uh, Paul George left the game early, 11 points, five rebounds, five assists. I mean, the only thing the Clippers did well yesterday, and that wasn't a group effort, that was just Mason Plumlee, what he was able to do on the glass last night. I mean, 20 rebounds, Jesus Christ. You know what I'm saying? But outside of the the Warriors' loss, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. And this hurts to say because I'm a huge fan of Russ. He's a winner. You know what I'm saying? He's a hooper, right? But I think at this point in his career, unfortunately, Russell Westbrook and winning are not two things you can associate together. Unfortunately so, and it hurts. It almost hurts as much as seeing Draymond Green play free safety last night trying to guard Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I, I've seen people do this, but never, never like that. They teach you as a young basketball player, when you're open, take the shot. But what do you do when you're open on every play? You shoot them out the building. That's what you do. <laughs> That's what you do, you know? Yeah, oh, it's uh, it's it's rough. And I, I, I don't want to be the bad guy with Russ either, but, oh, man, not to just give him a chance, right, as the Clippers, okay, my star player wants to bring him in, but to trade your starting point guard, Reggie Jackson, your, trade your backup, John Wall, buy him out, I believe they did, and yeah. then just – Okay, Russ, you're going to be starting playing 25, 30 minutes a night. I think teams got to stop letting their players, I know they're star players, but their players dictate their roster moves. We saw it with LeBron bringing in Russ. We saw it with KD bringing in Harden. You guys are going to be on the hook because these guys will digital dash up out of there. So if you're not setting yourselves up the right way, they're leaving you holding bags with future picks decimated and gone. So you got I did not like this when it happened. I think everyone in the league was scratching their head. And if the front office for the Clippers wasn't scratching their head when they did it, if they weren't doing this reluctantly, then some of them need to be fired too. Because I don't know what you're thinking if you weren't watching the team across the street in your same building struggle because of this guy for the last year and a half. You're speaking facts. You're speaking facts. And I mean, this is the thing, right? We started off the season with our video, Don't Sleep on the Clippers, man. At this point, everybody done snoozed. Everybody slept. You know what I'm saying? So the Clippers, I think, had the opportunity to do something special. I think between PG and Kawhi Leonard and some of the floor spacing that they had, some of the options and, and differentiation in sets Reggie Jackson gives them compared to Russell Westbrook in the playoffs was going to help him go deep. But, I mean, I don't know. 
My only other thing that I can think of is try to get Russell to be productive off the bench. We know that the second unit in LA is not the greatest or doesn't necessarily have the direction it's looking for. So maybe that's something that he can do. Run some PG pop point forward, even run some Kawhi Leonard point forward. PG coming on, you know, as the second option or even as the first option, right? I don't know what do you do here, but they gotta they gotta figure something out quick. You know what I mean? Because yeah, slowly but the, surely they're gonna see them dip, dip, dip in the standings. It's gonna be too little, too late. Yep, they were the five seed when they acquired him. I think they're down to seven or eight. Um, so it's not off to a good start. There's still time to turn the tide down in LA, but we'll have to see how that one goes. Yep. All right, y'all. A little late, but never too late to show some flowers to one of the greats in a generation. And that is just point guard out of Portland, Damian Lillard. We all heard about the 71 performance, 41 in the first half and another 30 down the stretch. Woo! One of the 10 best scoring performances of all time. And it was done by number zero out of Weber State, the slept on Damian Lillard. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My boy, Dame Dollars, the big 71. I mean, I wish he was the only one who dropped 71 this season. Uh, <laughs> you know, shouts out to Donovan Mitchell's already done a feat. But nonetheless, very special. Listen, most people haven't ever even scored 50 points in a basketball game. But even when people do 50, you're like, wow, this person is a hooper. 60, you're like, okay, this person is elite. 70, you're putting yourself on, on a list that you can count on literally two hands, maybe even one hand. People who have scored the rock that many times. People who come to mind, right? I think of Wilt. I think of Kobe. I think of Devin Booker. I think of Donovan Mitchell. I think of Dame Lillard. And I think of Elgin Baylor. Can't think of anybody else. That's it. The yeah, elite man. company. And that's, do you see how many guys recently were able to do it? I mean, it, in the last 20 years, you had three guys, right, or whatever it was, whereas prior to that, I mean, Wilt Chamberlain and Elgin Baylor were the only two who had ever done it. The you Admiral know? the admiral had 70, oh, not 71, you're but right. 70. And I want to see right. those highlights because how the hell he do it not shooting no threes? That's yeah, David, he was athletic freak as well in his own right. Like, this guy was a beast for show. But still, you're right. I forgot about David Robinson. Crazy, though. Crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy, man. Shouts out, Dame. I saw Adidas did something real dope. Lowered the price of all of Dame's shoes to 71 bucks in honor of the performance. Hey, you Bye. already know. More than half off, I still ain't copping. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dame. Uh, you know Adidas shoes ain't hitting the same since D-Ross. Let's, let's keep it Listen, bro, as much as, I, as much as I love the three stripes, bro, I love my Achilles, ACL, and MCL much more. So we're going to keep it at that. <laughs> Yeah, even them D roses, my toes are poking through after a month in. So, you know, <laughs> bro, that's <laughs> that's. I mean, that's what check. I mean. I'm not even. I'm talking about the D roses, man. Those D roses were literally an injury yeah. waiting to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see, right? I saw this tweet. It's crazy how the team shoe. This is big flex. Sierra Canyon's team shoe, the Kobe Grinches. Those are seven hundred a pop. Yeah, they're big. Seven hundred a I mean, pop, and that's the team not, shoe. Everyone, not retail, but sixteenth man on the bench. <laughs> oh, how much are they retail? How much are they retail? No, no, re- retail is like what? Like uh, like one, between one, I forgot how much the Kobe's retail for those ones specifically. The Grinches though? Yeah, those are the sevens. The Kobe sixes are the sevens. I don't remember. Man, I, my shoe game is like the specific yeah, details yeah. are off. They're either the fours, the sixes, or the sevens, right? And they retail for anywhere between 120 and 160. So you know they got the Nike Connect. However, yes, you're I right. I mean, Brown After is Mr. One- he's the company man. He got facts, the lifetime facts. deal. Facts. <laughs> they ain't facts, paid down facts. for those. 
<laughs> no, nah, not at all. But you're right, though. It's bro. I want to say even sometimes even a little more than seven hundred bucks a pop for the Grinches, man. Those co- those shoes are special. Special R.I.P. to Bean. After he mm. passed away, all his shoes shot up in price. You know, that's a flex. I can't even front. That's a major <laughs> flex. Hey, I gotta give a big shout out, my boy Dev. You know, what I'm saying my boy pulled up first day of tenth grade. I'm eleventh grade. I'm a year older than him. He was in the, my brother's grade. Fake phone mm. posit galaxy Hate phone posits. Right? Fake is like, nah, so fake. He knew they were fake, right? But then the next day to make up for him, he pulled up in these Kobe Grinches, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, damn. Okay, this is 2011 or 2012. This is way back. You know what I'm saying? This is when you were like, okay, he was the real, awesome, real OG shit. It turned out them motherfuckers turned out to be fake as well. <laughs> but there were some good oh, fakes. Oh, man. He just. There's some. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. He just spun the block with them. Dang, that's crazy. And they were they were his hoop shoes. And then I even was like, listen, bro, this was the what are those days. He got what are those in front of everybody. (laughs) My man got on all fours with the elbow at 90 degrees, hitting him with the stiff, what are those? (laughs) You know? Throwing it back a little Uh, bit, man. Throwing it back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Speaking of taking y'all back, we're gonna take y'all all all the way to Taiwan for this next one because we had some news that did not slip the hoop plug radar. Okay, no, sir. two Taiwan teams just getting at it. A nice physical game, right? We love to see that. It's a nice little ball screen, okay? The guard gets it, hits him with a little Marquise Morris New York Knicks sweep through, <laughs> you know, where the yeah. elbow pops you in the face, boop, got him, all right? And that's where something crazy happens. We got a head coach coming in, full suit on, Dapper Dan, pulling up and getting feisty with the hands. Yes, a head coach from the sidelines took offense to my man coming through with the Marquise Morris elbow and starts throwing hands. And unsuspectingly, right, you guys wouldn't notice until maybe a little bit into the clip, right? You see people going at it, coaches involved, coaches going stupid, going crazy with it, the whole squad from both sides getting involved. You see Dwight in the back, Dwight Howard, that is. Ain't nobody looking his way, Dwight not getting involved. You know, Dwight's like, man, they don't pay me enough for this right here you know uh <laughs> i know man that's the finesse player he ain't supposed to get in the mix that's a three-point shooter that's like the steph yeah. curry out there bro. <laughs> come on bro dwight howard steph curry of the taiwanese league <laughs> like bro it's crazy it's crazy yeah. you see the nba getting feisty as of late i heard uh I heard, I heard Taiwan had some problems. Just said he got no problems in the West. He said, you ain't in the real West. He said, this the, is the East. This is the West, whatever you want to call it, man. He said, you got, you got you never really been here before. So everybody out here in the NBA, Taiwan League, I'm sure the game fights in the Euro League right now, you know? But it's trickling down. It's that trickle-down effect. Yeah, I'm saying, bro, they got some miners out there in Taiwan. You might see John Morant pull up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> terrible power eight is punching the air right now for real for real They're like we picked oh, the best day to drop this new campaign um speaking of punching the air lamello ball after getting some speeding tickets cannot be too happy man but yo why are a boy lamello ball whipping it like it's stolen bro i don't know it's, it's a charlotte team with no chill you know they they they're funny them and the rockets are like the first gen z young teams that have no veterans yeah. And it's like a social experiment, just watching them. Houston, I agree. I, I think Houston might get demoted from the NBA. They might be a G League team <laughs> next year. So that's what I'm watching <laughs> for. And then Charlotte, they're going to make Michael Jordan lace them up. I think that's happening. Bro, at 50, lacing them up, I wouldn't be too surprised, man. This guy, this guy Jordan cannot handle losing too well. And I know that he see these guys. 
He's like, man, we gotta we gotta knock some sense into these youngins. You're right though; these Gen Z guys are different. Yeah, man, it is it is really funny, especially in Houston. And now you see in those rumors, James Harden's interested in going back. James. Oh, I didn't see that, James. Yeah, I, I didn't I, see that. What is he looking for? What does he want? I'm I'm confused. I think he wants Don't to like drop 36 a I game it. again because Kyrie he doesn't want to play. He's got the Vax thing. You're with maybe the MVP and Joel Embiid down in Philly. You guys are winning. What do you want? Y'all y'all are forgetting one thing. How, y'all could take the strip club Don out of the H, right? But y'all can't <laughs> take the H out of the strip club Don. You know what I'm saying? Listen, James Harden was only playing so well because of the nightlife after the fact. In Houston, you know what I'm saying? James Harden wasn't a star in Houston. He was a a galaxy. This guy in Houston, he was him. You know what I mean? From Houston became boys with the the closest city to Houston, Atlanta, boys with little baby. You know what I mean? The baby, all the babies, like, you know what I mean? Like, nah, James Harden (laughs) definitely to Houston. He dropped 36 points a game when he was in Houston. That's probably what it is. He don't care about winning. He cares about Bottles, bucks, and pitties. That's what he cares about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, maybe there's a reunion on the way. I'd be in favor of it as long as they get someone else to replace him down in Philly because we don't want to see that Joel Embiid prime go to waste. But for now, that's going to do it in the hoop plug. Faraz, any final thoughts? James Harden ain't going for no Larry O'Briens. No Bryans. That's the wrong beat. (laughs) 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 Just to throw that in there. Like Ty mentioned, I'm going to do it another episode in the books. And as always, everybody, put some flavor in your ear. Peace. Peace.